Angela went through her 20s like any of us would. She considered herself carefree, frequently took herself out all over Nairobi, eating, having fun with friends, and just generally experiencing life. Money was the least of her worries, let alone the idea of motherhood. In the last year of campus, she found out that she was pregnant. In fact, she was so out of touch with the idea of pregnancy that she only discovered it when she was 18 weeks along. She had no real symptoms, at least not those she would associate with pregnancy. All she suffered from was a sudden aversion to red meat and an odd craving for all forms of potatoes. Her story is one that represents the reality of early-age single parenthood. She shares about her struggles of coming to terms with her impending motherhood, of trying to build a family for her son, and most importantly, of trying to find her footing in a world she did not envision for herself. This is episode 10 of Mama Till Season 3. I'm your host, Sally Kuria. Angela had no idea she was pregnant. A few things were odd, but pregnancy didn't stand out to her. We will pick up a story at the point where I asked her what changed. When did she know that things were not normal? My tummy was hard. Interesting. Yeah, it was getting really hard. And I would try to sleep on my tummy. And because I think for me, that's like one of my favorite positions, sleeping on my tummy. And I would sleep and I feel like my tummy is really hard. I mean, what is going on? And then um, also my trousers around the waist. Sorry, they started becoming small. So I was like, am I really gaining weight? No, I'm not gaining weight. Because, I mean, my stomach, like I could visibly see my stomach was like kind of growing. But then it was just my stomach, not any other part. So, and then obviously there's that line, you know. So it started getting darker. And I went to the doctor and I told the doctor, you know, um, I think I have a cyst. (laughs) Imagine. I just went and told the doctor, I think I have a cyst. My tummy is so hard. And I don't know. I don't think I'm pregnant. I don't think I'm pregnant. I've been taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, lie down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lie down and he's like, you know, he takes a Doppler mm-hmm. and immediately there's a heartbeat. And I was like, Daktari, I'm not pregnant. I would check if that is a cyst. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine. The doctor was like, okay, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes there are usually some ovarian cysts that can, you know, we can hear your heartbeat through the cyst. So it, it could be, but let's just check. I think you're pregnant. And I was like, can't be me, please. Can never be me. <laughs> Shock on me because, you know, I went to the the ultrasound room and the lady who was um, performing that ultrasound she looked at me and she was confusing with someone else. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hi, hi, Sasa, you've come. Wow, hey, it's been so long. You're progressing nicely. And I'm like, um, girl, you don't know me. Okay, I didn't tell her that, like, you know, because, I mean, at the same time, I'm also in shock. 
that I'm pregnant, you know, yeah, I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a baby. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I'm a baby who's about to have another baby. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going along with her and everything. And she's like, wow, eh, okay, sour. See, we count the toes and the fingers. You can imagine I'm learning I'm pregnant and we are counting fingers and toes. <laughs> when I think about it now, when I think about it now, oh my God. So then she's like, um, so you want to find out the sex of the baby? Ah, let's, let's check the, the sex of the baby. <laughs> As in at once, I'm just here. Me, I'm in denial. I'm thinking I have a cyst. But yeah, here we are. We are seeing a whole human being. You know, we've listened to the heartbeat. We've counted the toes. We've counted the fingers. And now I learn I'm having a boy. Honestly, I was just, I was really shocked. I was in shock. And for me, the first thing was, I I can't, I can't keep the baby. When I think about it now, I think it was just, it was mostly shock that was speaking this was not me i mean obviously if i was maybe say married that would have been a different emotion altogether yeah. but here i am i'm in my last campus uh, last year of campus uh, for those who've been to the university of nairobi we all know there was for me like there was a whole year where we were out of school so we were kind of behind and i went and i told the doctor doc i'm not keeping this baby yeah, I'm not keeping the baby. You have to remove this child. Mm-hmm. How am I going to talk to my parents? Mm-hmm. How will I tell them that I'm pregnant? My parents are um, old school, tough, it's very strict. So especially my dad. Yeah. You know, so I was only, I, I could not imagine how I was going to tell my dad like sit down and you know look him in the eye and tell him you know that I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one just uh, it did not sit well with me, yeah. with my soul. Yeah. To be very specific, <laughs> that one did not sit yeah. well with my soul. I was just like you know, and even my mom, you know, I I just couldn't imagine telling her because I mean this was not even the vision I had for myself. You know, everyone and okay, times have changed and people have different opinions and views, but for me. Uh, mine was I need to get married first you know like stay one year or two years and then we can have kids but then here I was first of all I was not even married not even engaged nothing I was just a girlfriend I'm pregnant my parents had met my boyfriend but I did not introduce him as my boyfriend now I have to start making formal introductions it's like he was prepared. Mm. Almost like he knew. Interesting. Yeah, because like uh, there was a time I, w- I was complaining to him and telling him, this stomach of mine is big. Mm-hmm. This stomach of mine is so big. I, I don't know. I don't know what is the problem. It's so big. It looks like I'm pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for him at that moment, like it just clicked that I was pregnant. But it's like he, he didn't tell me or... Maybe he was also in denial or I, I don't know. But yeah, he, he wasn't shocked at all. Interesting. Yeah, he was just like, oh, okay, so now we have to start with the process. You know, now we have to get married. Children deserve a good home and whatnot. I was like, I mean, yeah, so 
obviously um i had to tell my folks that i'm pregnant i mean they weren't amused and quite honestly they were not happy you know i mean i'm just a baby having another baby but then they accepted it and you know for me like one of the things that really struck me was after we told my dad that i was you know that i was pregnant my dad took me out one day and you know we sat down and he told me you know um you know you're my daughter and i can't throw you away because of something like this so you know i'm going to do everything for you to ensure that you have a good life i'm going to take you to school whatever you require just let me know i'm always going to be there for you and i'll take care of you you know we're not living in the era where my mother was you know like he's referring to my grandma i mean those days obviously things are you know so completely different but he said you know we're not living in that era where i'm just going to leave you and you know if you don't want to get married to this man just let me know you don't have to get married you know and so my dad has really supported me up to today up to this day my dad still supports me and and i'm so so thankful for my dad if anything um i'm very very thankful to god for my dad because he's he's held my hand yes as my father he has done that for me for me i just want my child to grow up in a good and stable home and i was like yeah it's fine i mean i've been with this guy long enough i know him well so you know um let's get it going better the devil you know and the angel you don't so i was like yeah it's it's fine let's you know let's do this let's get married and well that one never happened because um of reasons that i prefer not to speak about here we are i mean uh i was pregnant he came with his family they introduced themselves to us and said you know they want to come for me what not uh, by the way my baby daddy is ugandan so they came from uganda and you know they were like you know um we're coming for your daughter blah 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 <laughs> all those things you know i mean they came and it was actually just i was just it was just a ratio that was you know going to be done and then now white wedding and then now i was meant to move to uganda and then but obviously there were some struggles here there like they wanted to have the white wedding in uganda my parents wanted it to be in kenya you know my my folks asked my folks asked them especially my dad he was like you guys you want the wedding to be in uganda are you going to transport all these people to uganda who's going to do that because i'm not catering for that not that he can't afford it or anything but he was like you know if you're going to do this you're going to cater for everything from start to end <sighs> anyway that was not actually the main reason that we broke up but um fast forward i've given birth 3 months down the line things don't go as planned and i decided to call everything off so the wedding was off i was no longer engaged like nothing yeah i am a young mom struggling with the you know the realities of life that you know i'm now a mother then here another reality that my son will not doesn't mean that he never will but at that point he was not going to grow up in the family setting that i had envisioned for him oh my god i was so stressed i was so stressed and i don't know i 
let's just say by the grace of God I'm here today. Yeah, because it it really took a toll on me. At some point, like I didn't have milk. I was substituting with formula. Um <clears throat> and my son hated formula. So like he would take and then also I realized that he would like have a reaction to the formula. He would take the formula and then like when he was bopping, like he would bop and bop all the milk. I just had to keep him at the breast throughout to stimulate the milk. I can tell you at some point it was painful because there's no milk. Um, I even at some point I got a lactation specialist to help me. Those days Mama Mudoni was not, um, she was not there yeah, yeah. yeah, to help. But I, I got someone, what was her name? She's called Esther if I'm not wrong. Yes, Esther Kimani. Yeah, I got her to help me with the milk. At least I, I had something going and then eventually my milk came in and I would say I think at that point I had just, I had to, you know, put it in my head that it was a reality and that um, I was not going into a family setting. I was going to stay with my parents and that is how my son would have to grow up. And I guess um, I also prayed a lot. That's also another thing I can say because I can tell you, my son used to wake up like twice in the night, say at around midnight and then five. I used to cry like, especially like the first, first days. Oh my God, my son would sleep like this because I was like, you know, I don't want my child. To, because, you know, I mean, these days we are so informed and I used to read and it would say that if you're stressed, your child will feel the emotions. I mean, it even goes through the milk. So your child is going to be stressed. So I used to really try to you know, be at my best during the day and when he's awake. But then at night when he would go to sleep, oh my God, I would cry rivers. I cried until I had no tears to cry. So I cried. I mean, I used like my son and I would say God really came through for me um, at that point because my son would not wake up at night. So you can imagine, you know, when you're busy crying, I mean, you're stressed, you have no milk. My son would sleep, like I would put him to sleep at nine and the boy would sleep. He would sleep until like five. And for sure, I just knew that was God. Yeah. Because there's no way, there's absolutely no way that child would have slept all that time yeah. without waking up. I mean, he didn't even move a little. You know, like I would cry until I have no tears to cry and then I sleep. By the time at least he's waking up, I have some energy. Also, society is not very kind to people in that position and then every time you speak about it because people come to you and they ask you questions about it and then when you talk about it they say oh my god wow you sound like a bitter woman you know the people who tell me that to my face and i'm like guys aren't you the ones who asked me about this now you're you're telling me i'm bitter i mean please please i mean be human at least you know, now having gone through that, if anyone tells me about their story, I mean, I can totally relate. And I cannot judge them for whatever choices that they make with their lives, you know, themselves, their kids, the future of their own lives and the future the future of their, ki- their kids. Um, I, I can't judge anyone because I've been through it. So, you know, let everyone do what they want. They know what is best for them. I, I totally am a believer of... People do what they think is best for them. So if someone decides to do whatever they're doing, let them be. People, you know, they would look at you and they're like, oh my God, now look. She got pregnant. 
she was going to get married now look she had a child and she was at home and now she's still living in the house in her parents house mm. I, I, let me tell you people people <laughs> people talked they spoke smack and the worst bit is sometimes it doesn't even come from strangers mm. it always comes from people who know you well and that is the hardest bit for me i mean up to date i just cannot fathom how someone would talk badly about me and you know well i'm never in their business mm. but someone is in your business mm. they want to talk about you and everything that you're doing yeah. i found that very unfair but you know they say that life is not fair yeah. there's no balance in this life mm. i mean to this day people still look at single mothers as either a thing or rejected mm. yeah like what did you do why aren't you with your baby daddy or you know like especially when it comes to men they look at you and they're like ah another one i can just you know play around with and then yeah because they assume that single mothers are desperate in reality we are not we are not desperate we have things figured out i know exactly what i want you can't come and tell me that this is what you're going to offer me and yet my standards are up there. Not that not that um my standards are never up there, but now because I have a child, yeah. I'm not just taking care of myself, I'm taking care of someone else. It cannot be the same. It can never be the same. I've had men um who just like they view you as like a plaything. So like because they think you're super desperate that you want a man, you want a father figure for your child. You know, but I mean, the, the the thing is that I'm not very quick to introduce every single man I meet to my son mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of, you know, that bond. You know, there are people who have good bonds with kids. Mm-hmm. And then when he's not there, what do I tell my son? Yeah. What am I going to tell him? Am I going to tell him that this guy went? Where did he go? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, for me, the funniest bit is that when my son was born, he really tried or he was showing to be like very hands-on. But then, like, when I said that I don't want to be in the relationship anymore and that, you know, I've, you know, like everything is cancelled, um, then he changed. He changed and um, he said that he doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, he actually <laughs> said that he never wanted, uh, now I'm quoting him, he, that he never wanted to hear from us or see us, even our voices. He never wanted to hear our voices for the next seven years because of the emotional trauma I gave him. You know, I'm like, okay, you guys, me, I'm a rock. Me, I'm a rock. For the non-Swahili speaking um, people, you know, it's like he's saying, I'm a rock. Basically, I don't have emotions. I'm just a rock. Mm. Bearing in mind, I'm the one who carried this baby. I gave birth to this child. And at three months, hormones are still raging. So, I would say he was very Mm -hmm. self-centered. For him, he was like, he never wanted anything to do with us. And, you know, I was like, okay, it's fine. Let me just come to the reality that I'm going to bring my son up on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like... I'm just gonna let it be. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Now, one year along the one year down the line, he decides he wants to see the child. He came back. He came home mm-hmm. because he's Ugandan. He went back to Uganda. Mm-hmm. Then he came back to Kenya, and he came 
to my parents' house and he said that he he wants to see the child. He comes and he sees the child is doing well. This is a year later. Mm. And <coughs> I mean, you know my son could not recognize him. Mm. So my son completely refused to even like crawl because at one year my son was not walking, he was still crawling. Mm-hmm. He refused to crawl even in that area, in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, at that age you have completely no influence. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell a child don't go there and they don't go. Mm-hmm. So I would I actually took that as a sign like, you know, even my son, he's like, You by the way, go and live your life. Yeah. I don't want your energy, I don't need it. And you know, by the way, he only stayed for 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah, the man stayed for 10 minutes because he could not believe that the child didn't even want to be near him. Mm. I I remember because obviously I had to close the gate. Yeah. There was no one else. Yeah. The man, you know, like he left the house in such a rush and he entered the car and I saw this man was, you know, he was so angry. Yeah. I, I don't know whether he was angry at himself or angry at me or angry. I don't know who he was angry at. But the man was, you know, he was hitting things in the car. He was hitting the steering wheel. I could just see this man was angry. Yeah. And then after some time, you know, he drove off. But then I was like, you know what? Serves you right. Yeah. Because you decided. And you know, let me tell you. At that time, when we were, um, you know, transitioning from mm. being a couple to individuals. Mm. I literally begged the man. And I told him, please. Do your best to stay in your son's life. Mm. Let us co-parent. I have no uh, no objection whatsoever. Mm. If you want to be a parent to this child, please, by all means, I would like that. Yeah. Come and do what you need to do as a father mm. to his son. Mm. Because he grew up without a dad. Mm. Yeah, his dad died when he was young. Mm. So he knows how it feels to grow up without a father. Yeah. You know, not just like a father figure, but without your own father. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) that was his choice. So, you know, that was his bed. He must lie on it. Mm. So, yeah. um, I mean, after that, he would decide, you know, maybe he would send like toys. But then I'm like, this is a diaper wearing child. If you send me toys worth 20,000. And the child has no diapers. Will the child wear the toys? Mm. You know, mm. three years ago, 20K was quite a substantial amount of money. Yeah. So if you decide to buy the child's toys and not diapers, mm. of what value are those toys? Mm. When will he ever play with those toys and actually like understand that these toys are from my dad? He would never, mm. you know. Um... I remember like for his first birthday, he sent a big cake. I mean, I, I think it was like 10 kgs or even more. It was big. Yeah. And I mean, I tried to share that cake with my neighbors, my colleagues at work. Was I? No, I was not yet working at that time. I tried to share that cake with my neighbors. I mean, everyone I knew. And let me tell you, that cake never, it never is had. There's some we put in the fridge. And you know, it just went bad in the fridge. Yeah. I mean, what what, yeah, what, what was the value of this cake? I mean, I, I had to ask those people, like, how much is this cake? Yeah. They, t- they said the cake was, I think it was like, what, 18K? And I was like, why would you bring me a cake? Mm. A one-year-old, for that matter. 
this is someone who has no idea what a birthday is. Mm. Honestly, I just wanted to do a small thing with family, you know, we go out, have lunch, nini nini and celebrate his first year. Mm. But no, we here we have a big cake. <laughs> My goodness. Let me tell you. I mean, I was I I used to get very annoyed and very frustrated mm. because it I, I to some extent I felt like is this guy doing this on purpose? Like, is he doing this on purpose? Like, what is he trying to show me? Even if you're trying to show me you have money, um, why don't you do that by channeling those funds to the one who really needs them? Yeah. I mean, I would if you asked me, I would yeah. tell you, give me the money, I will buy him whatever he needs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can get him a small cake that he can, you know, smash and he can eat with his fingers or something. You know, but if if... I mean, for me, it, didn't, it made no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, down the line, he decided um, that he would be popping up whenever he feels like. And whenever he does, I mean, my son cannot recognize him. That is not my fault. I don't influence my son in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, children see that's the other thing I realized that children see mm-hmm. when you're not there when you're not present they know because they see the ones who've been there for them like now my dad uh, sorry my son calls my dad his dad also okay. yeah because you see we call him dad Yeah. so even him, so even him he says this is my dad mm. obviously we all know that that is not the dad yeah. But if you ask him, who is this? Oh, that's my dad. Mm. Yeah, that's my dad. And that is a f- that's a father he knows. Yeah. Or the father figure that he knows. Yeah. So I thank God because I wouldn't say that I managed on my own. I honestly, I mean, you know, um, anyone who's been in my shoes knows how difficult it can, it can get. And sometimes you sit down and you wonder like how am I going to manage and then God just comes through for you and you don't even know how things happen but things happen and you know life will not stop life doesn't stop because you know you're feeling a certain way Mm -hmm. but because of God I can speak for myself because I'm a believer Mm -hmm. I will say that God has been there for me through and through Mm. since my son was born through and through I can say that God has always been there for me. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. I must say. It's very interesting because there are people who are really like, there's someone who asked me, like, you know, because we have a child, can't we just get married and not have any more children? Mm. And I was like, but I want more kids. Mm. <laughs> and that's how it ended. Okay. You know, there's, yeah, there's someone who's like, you know, this economy is so tough. Why don't we just keep your child as an only child? I mean, I would love that, yeah. but I also want to have like one more mm. or even two more. Yeah. And we just don't know how many more will come. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to add to the one I already have. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, the dating life is very interesting because let me tell you, mm-hmm. as a single girl, mm-hmm. as a single mother, and also as a single, because, you know, um, I'm still a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still... Okay, I'm not that young. <laughs> but I'm a single yeah. woman. Yeah. I'm also a mother. Yeah. yeah. And I think 
there's somewhere I read, I can't remember exactly where, but like people usually like like to say, you know, a single mother. Mm. But you know, you being a mother, whether you're single or married, it, it has no, absolutely no relationship. Mm. Mm. You know, being a mother, whether you're single or married, th- they're not mutually exclusive. Mm. You know, because you're a mother. That is it. That is that. Yeah. You're a mother. Yeah. Motherhood chose you. Mm. And then now, your dating life, mm. however you choose to, you know, take your life mm. in terms of relationships, mm. single or married, that is your own choice. Yeah. So I usually don't tell people, oh, I'm a single mother. No. Yeah. I yeah, tell them. Ask, yeah. Like, do you see your child? No. I am, I must always mention my child. That is a no compromise. I don't compromise on that. I always tell people that I'm a mother. Mm. I have a child, but I'm also single. I'm looking for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be with me, you just know I am a mother, yeah. but I'm also single. Mm. So, yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship because sometimes, you know, you can get so, uh, your mind can get so clouded mm-hmm. and you may not be able to see that the person you're with actually doesn't like your child because not everybody's going to like your child. Mm. Yeah. You could be with a man who likes you. He really loves you, but he does not love your child. And so how can you love me and not love my child? And yet this child is, a, is an extension of me. Mm. You know, this child is tied to me. Mm. How can you not love this child? Mm. No, it's not possible. So sometimes I do feel the pressure, but then when I think about it, you know, I'm just, you know, stick to your objectives. Yeah, always remember that you need someone who loves your child as much as they're going to love you, mm. to be with you. Mm. Yeah, you can't be with someone who is wishy-washy about your child no 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 that one for me is i don't i cannot compromise on that it's a no-brainer for me so if you say you know i love you but you can't stay with your child immediately no (laughs) immediately no i'm done by the way move on with your life please i'm moving on with mine already yeah but i mean i would love to have you know my child with you know mommy daddy you know that kind of setting you know but um all in god's time um I I don't I I can't complain mm. about that mm. because this is the path that really can I say I chose it no this is the path that I'm on right now so yeah one day at a time yeah, yeah honestly I I usually don't hesitate to share my story because I know so many people go through these things um and sometimes you feel like you're the only one. Mm. You know, it can really feel like you're the only person in this whole wide world who's going through that. Mm. Well, the truth is you're not. Mm. You're not the first. Mm. Neither are you going to be the last. Mm. These things happen all the time. And the sooner like we form a community, where a safe space yeah. for people like myself, mm. you know, the sooner, you know, you, you, you get comforted. Yeah. And you actually become comfortable in your own space, mm-hmm. you know, just not feeling that pressure of I must get a father, mm-hmm. you know, like at doing anything just so that you can get married, mm-hmm. you know, like those things. They, you, you, you start to look at life in a different, in a different way, in a different light, and you appreciate yourself, and you know, you love yourself, yeah. and you know, it's it so happens that sometimes when I when I look at some people, mm-hmm. when I look at some people i find that the people who are happily single with their children 
are actually doing so much better mm-hmm. than the people who are stuck in marriage. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone because there are people who are happily thriving in marriage mm-hmm. and I mean for them hats off to you. Yeah. You know, like I I also want one day to be thriving in marriage, but now I'm thriving on my own mm-hmm. with my child mm-hmm. and I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy in this space. You know, when the time comes, I'm also going to get someone who I'm going to thrive with. But for now, I'm just happy with myself and with my life and, you know, the quality of life that my son is getting as well. Mm. And I really wish that people actually spoke more about the truth and, you know, how life can go in different directions. I really do wish people spoke about it more. Because people don't talk about it that much. Mm. They just want to fantas- to romanticize mm. everything. Mm. You know, everything is, you know, it's like a romantic movie. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. This is real life, yeah. you know. And things actually sometimes, they, they go completely left yeah. instead of going right the way you want it to go. You know, so how do you handle that situation? Mm. Yeah, and it takes a lot of, what can I say? You just need support mm. because you can be strong, but for not a very long period of time. Mm. Yeah, because at some point you will break down mm. trying to be strong on your own. So you need a support system. And that support system, by the way, if you don't have friends or family that you can rely on, mm. get that professional help. Like, go for therapy. Yeah, yeah. That therapy will help you. Like... <laughs> It 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 helps. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing I can say. Because uh, talking about it, you know, people say you know talk about things. When you remove it, you know, it's like it gets off your chest. Mm. That is so true. Mm. The more you talk about it, the more it leaves, and then you're able now to think clearly mm. about what you want for yourself, yeah. what you want for your child. Yeah. You know, then you're able to you know set some goals. Yeah. You know, so you're gonna do this, then you can even start saving for school fees. I wish someone told me to save for school fees when my son was a year old. Yeah, yeah. I wish someone told me that, but no one did. So my son started school and where na butwa. Yeah, you know, my son started school. I was like, oh my god, hey, school fees, what? What? Hey, such to do. You know, like those ones of like I'm asking myself, such to do. To do. You know, that's where I was. Yeah. But anyway, I thank God because you know, um, now we have financial planning tools even online that you can get for free. So. Yeah, I, I, I had to go that, yeah, I was able to fix it and now at least, you know, yeah, things are, um, are moving. I want to say this in a way that wouldn't be offensive and please don't take offense. Yeah, yeah. But you find that a lot of times when you're the single friend mm-hmm. with a child, mm-hmm. married people really avoid you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, married women especially avoid you mm-hmm. because they think... Now you want to be with their husband. Like, girl, your man is not even my type. Yeah. You know, wow. uh, but someone is there trying to protect someone who you can't actually protect. Yeah. You cannot watch over your husband 24-7. Yeah. And furthermore, if I'm your friend, it means I value you mm. and the people around you. Mm. That would mean that... In as much as maybe, you know, sometimes it's 
the your man the man is the one who's actually coming for me yeah i'm not going i'm not pushing myself towards him he's coming to me you know i would put him off and tell him no you know um i can't do this i value my friendship with so and so but then now i mean um if they come to hear of something like that or if they even try to imagine that something like that could happen eh, immediately you cut off you know just left like oh my god you know you can't even have like serious meaningful friendships yeah. simply because people are afraid that you're going to take their husbands girl he's not my type not as imtaki i don't want him yeah. you know but then no here you are protecting someone who cannot protected so it's really tough for us single girls it's really tough and then also you know like being in this space you know people are actually getting married left right and center like you think everyone getting married and you're there like oh my god okay can you what happened to me <laughs> you know i mean you see even people who are younger than you you know they're getting married having kids and you you're there you you've had your child just like what that times i really feel like you know it really it bothers me but then i just comfort myself and i say you know my time has not yet come because I, i believe that everyone has their own timing and you know we usually say for believers in the bible there's a time for everything so i believe my time for that has not yet come but it is definitely coming yeah so i i don't discredit myself and say you know i'm a, i'm a write off now i can't you know no 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 Yes, I'm not a write off. I know. I know that my day is coming. And my day is coming definitely. So I I I don't get so stressed about it, but what? You look at it and you're just like, "Hey, okay, sawa." Okay. Wow, life is really moving on very fast. Yeah. Oh, I was saying actually the point I wanted to make was we're in this stage where people are getting married left, right and center. So your friends are either married or they're single you're single but you're a mom mm. a lot of your friends are single they're just single by themselves like they don't have anyone to look after they don't have anyone to take care of yeah. and your married friends are here they're locking you out mm. because you're not married like them but you have kids like them so it's a really like really tricky place yeah, yeah sometimes i feel like you know you just really need to be very comfortable i think you need to be very comfortable with yourself mm and the place you're at in life and with the people around you because if you keep trying to guard the people around you that is your husband or your boyfriend you will never you'll always have like this kind of insecurity inside of you that will never really let you fully enjoy life for what it is simply because you know you're always looking out like is someone looking at my man hey a boy going confront her you know i mean you would have you would have so many meaningful friendships with people who are not like you yeah. but still like you in one way yeah. yeah for me i believe that for as long as your values align all these other things they come and go yeah they come and go because you just don't know today i'm the single mother and married tomorrow we don't know you know we don't know what could happen 
you know, people get married so quickly and they also get separated or divorced so quickly as well. So I feel like people should not like discredit yeah, yeah. Mm, the mothers who are single. Mm. Like don't discredit them. Yeah, yeah. don't discredit them. Yeah, it is so unfair. <laughs> it's so unfair. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, we move because now like for me, I've just started to find like my own kind of like niche. Mm. So I tend to hang out with people who are the uh, older than me because whether I find that those are some of the people who are very comfortable yeah. with themselves mm-hmm. and they're comfortable with how life is taking them yeah. and they're they're comfortable with their partners mm-hmm. they're comfortable with everything yeah. around them mm-hmm. like so they have no fears no worries and you know they're like you know they've come to the realization that it's life mm-hmm. you know if my husband decides that I'm Katia. What is she going to do about it? Yeah. Because she's my friend, not my husband's friend. <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Do our values align? Does it mean that Akiko Katia, you'll just dump me and go and sleep with him? Or are you going to shut him off completely? Yeah. You know, and put him down and tell him, you know, this is a non-negotiable and unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For as long as your values align, then I think you should not shut anyone off. That is also something else that I feel needs to be spoken about. Mm. Yeah. Although, you know, there are those people who speak like that and then, like, yuma yuma. Yeah, I've met them. I've met them. Yeah, I've met everyone. I'm telling you. I've met so many people. I mean, you know, anyway, I usually say, like, my son is literally my blessing because mm. ever since now I had my son that's when my eyes have been opened mm. and I see things in a different light mm. you know I see things in a different light yeah. and I'm able to think about things differently objectively yeah. you know not like with my emotions mm. thinking with my heart stopped a long time ago yeah, yeah. Now I use my head first. Yeah. yeah. That's why people say uh, we carry photocopies of our hearts. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yes. I would say um, look to people who have always supported you. Mm. Those are the people who are always going to have you back. Family, friends. Yeah, because there are friends who become family. Mm. Yeah. Then there's also your family. If your parents are supportive, I mean, always look to them for strength. Sometimes, because you won't always be strong. Um, this journey is not an easy one. It's one of the toughest journeys I've ever been on. But because of support, support from friends who became family or from my actual family, I'm able to, you know, um, I'm able to be more positive towards life. And, you know, life doesn't stop because you're in that situation. So get whatever help you need, professional help that is. If you need to go for therapy, you need to go for counseling, please do it. By all means, do that so that you can, you know, get back to your normal self and... You know, 
um, so that you can also show up for your child yeah. and also show up for yourself because a happy mom is a happy baby. Happy mom equals happy baby. Yeah. But if you're forever moody, um, your child will also grow up in a... I don't want to say not, it's not a loving environment. It is because I'm sure, you know, because you feel a certain way doesn't mean you don't love your child. Yeah. But yeah, so get the help you need that is professional help. Mm. Um, what else would I say? If you're a believer, look to God. Look to God. For me, I would say that even with all the help that I have around me, um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it were not for the prayers, mm. you know. You know, just, you don't have to, like, pray and, you know, speak in tongues, whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even the small, tiniest prayers, God hears them. Mm. And he will make, you know, I mean, whatever you want, God will bring it to fruition. Mm. And things will happen in your favor. Sometimes you don't even know what happened mm. because you probably didn't even have the connections. Mm. But because of God these things happen so always look to god because there are times when you're in so much pain your heart really hurts and you need comfort and there's no amount of comfort any human being can give you that comfort can only come from god so i would say if you're a believer or you know whatever higher power you believe in yeah take it in you know you can it you know pray i mean whatever meditate yeah yeah do that i think for me it really really helps yeah yeah i want to thank angela for sitting with me and sharing her story with us her story was actually the first one i recorded physically and i'm glad she took that gamble with me looking forward to doing many of these music in this episode by blue dot sessions 